Welcome back, me sweet listener. I'm Donna Peters. I'm an advisor to executives and next generation leaders who strive to be both career oriented and life minded. The Me Sweet podcast is a forum for how to lead our lives with more purpose, planning, and power, like C suites lead the companies we most admire. The C suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living our own core values? Number two, is everything running smoothly in our day to day? And number three, how do we as individuals stay fresh and relevant for the future we desire to have? You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality for leading our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. On this episode of the me-suite, we will focus on the CFO analogy, the chief financial officer analogy and how we choose to make money. I assume you're a career-minded listener with aggressive goals for the role that work will play in your life. Terrific. I've been the same way. And with the MeSuite mindset, you'll be making those decisions grounded in your core values, and you'll be balancing today's needs with those of the future. Wonderful. I find we work in interesting times that send mixed messages about the way we make money, On one hand, the companies we most admire are encouraging us to play to our strengths, to be strong team players, to collaborate, to take risk, fast fail, innovate. We are working with amazing, achievement-focused, intelligent individuals who have all been in the upper right-hand tail of the normal distribution curve their entire lives, just like you, I suspect. The workplace is inclusive, it's energizing, and basically a big group hug. And yet, we all know the truth. While there is no I in team, teams do not get the promotion. Teams do not become CEO. So how do you balance the work environment of playing to your strengths and being a good collaborator with the truth that you're aggressive about your career? You want the big bonus allocated only to the top performers. You want the promotion and the spots are limited. You want to lead in a pack of alpha dogs. The imagery that just popped in your mind when I said alpha dog was likely a little negative, perhaps a growling male dog showing teeth. Or maybe you thought of someone from your work life that you felt was pushy or a bully. The negative alpha dog imagery has been painted throughout the media we consume and is wrong in important real ways. First, alpha technically means the leader, the lead dog, not the aggressor. Secondly, alpha dogs may be male or female. And thirdly, alpha dogs ascend to be the leaders of their pack because they are intelligent, intuitive teachers, and they are caregivers to the other members of the pack, not because they are brute force dominant or bullies. They truly are extraordinary creatures. So I'd like you to reframe your mind to the positive notion of what it truly means to be the alpha dog for this discussion. And I'd like to illustrate what it means to be a lead in a pack of alpha dogs with a story. And it's a story of the Iditarod race in Alaska. The Iditarod is the annual dog sled race that goes from Anchorage to Nome each March. And it honors the Iditarod trail that ran mail and freight in the gold mining era. This is when dog sleds were the only means of transport over the terrain. And then later that was taken over by snowmobile. The snowmobile began to erode the history of dog sledding, and hence the race was created to commemorate the dog sledding history and heritage. Now, think about this for a moment, because it's quite amazing. 
The race itself takes about two weeks to complete. It's about 1,000 miles, and it's about 35 degrees Fahrenheit. It is called the last great race on Earth for a reason. I get cold just thinking about it. You can have up to 16 dogs on a dog sled team, and you have to finish with no fewer than five when you cross the finish line. And I could just hear the crunchy snow as the sled cuts a path and the dogs are communicating with excitement and yelping. Four positions make up a dog sled team, and that is perhaps the most fascinating part. The first position is the leader, the dog at the front of the pack. The fast, intelligent runner at the front of the team is the one that is chosen to be the leader. That leader sets the tone, the pace, and makes in-the-moment strategic decisions as the sled moves over the terrain at rapid speed. The second position is called the swing dogs. They are second in the phalanx, and they help swing the team around turns. And often, the dogs in the swing position are next in line to be the leader. So they're almost like leaders in training. The third position is the team dog. Think about this as the vital organs of a body. They're almost the torso of the dog sled team, and they are the ones right in the middle doing whatever it takes to complete this race. And then the back position is called the wheeler, wheel like bicycle wheel, W-H-E-E-L-E-R, the wheeler position. And those dogs at the back in the wheeler position are the ones that are closest to the sled, which weighs about 250 pounds. And so you can imagine that the, the wheeler dogs are the ones in the back with the greatest physical strength to propel the sled forward, especially from a stopped position. Now, the team dynamics of the Iditarod are what fascinate me the most because, listen up, the leader position in a dog sled team rotates based on the strengths that are required as the terrain changes on the trail. So the lead dog Sunday may be a team dog Monday because maybe the terrain crunches from snow to ice and a different dog with different skills is required to be the leader for that terrain. Or a swing dog on Tuesday may be the lead dog on Wednesday when the hilly part of the trail descends into the river. And surprisingly, again, two dogs may share the leader position at certain moments in the trail. The leader may be a female Friday and a male on Saturday. The sex of the dog is irrelevant. Each member of the team, female or male, is a top dog in their craft. Each is leading in a pack of alpha dogs to achieve the same goal, to be the first nose over the finish line at the location called Burled Arch. Over the course of the Iditarod race, some dogs may be dropped, not allowed to continue racing, and that's usually because they had an attitude problem or they got fatigued, they got injured, or, interestingly, they might have had a misalignment with the musher's strategy. The musher is the human on the sled. So every dog picked to be on the sled team is an alpha dog with full potential to be the leader and will play the leader role at some points in the race. Mushers confirm that the key traits that truly distinguish the one who leads in the pack of alpha dogs is the one who was the best steward of the musher's strategy, is the one who is most intuitive and most attuned to the needs of the other dogs, and the one who stays healthy. What a beautiful analogy for us in the me suite as we think about marshalling our own careers to meet aggressive goals. We must be stewards of the company's strategy, which should be aligned to our own core values. We must demonstrate high emotional intelligence, and we must take care of ourselves.
I have an entire workshop around leading in a pack of alpha dogs where we break down the components. Certainly contact me for further discussion. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. I'm Donna Peters. Subscribe to the podcast. Share ideas for future episode topics. Visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and at themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. Suite like executive suite. That's the-me-suite.com. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.